Amen. Stand with me all over this house as we turn to the word of the Lord today. Amen. As we turn to the word of the Lord, if you'll turn in your Bibles to the book of St. John, the first chapter. My text I'll be reading today from the 29th verse to the 34th verse. Book of St. John 1, 24 through 39. As you're turning to that text today, earlier I mentioned it had been a, a busy week in this church. And as the pastor of this church, I want to I want to say today, I want to say thank you to those who took the time this week to teach a home Bible study invest into God's people, spend time to love God's people. I want to say thank you to those this week who have taken out of their time to grieve or to comfort a grieving family. This week we had a a funeral and many people in this week have been comforting a grieving family. Thank you to those who went to prayer meeting this week and pre-service prayer this week, I can't tell you what it means to me, amen, to, to be a part of a praying church. I don't want to be a part of a church that's not a praying church. I want to be a part of a praying church. I want to be a part of a church that's close to God today, amen. I want to say thank you to those who helped Brother Paul and Melissa move this week, amen. They moved closer to the week, the church this week, and we're thankful for that, and Uh, Many people took time out of their schedule to help move them this week. I want to say thank you for that. Thank you to those who cleaned the church, cut the grass, wait up on people at dinners, teach our children, love our people, and all that you do. Thank you for loving the kingdom of God, the work of God, and the people of God. And it means so much to me to be a part of a church that's trying to make it to heaven. A church that wants to see people make it to heaven. Join me today in the book of St. John, the first chapter. Begin reading in verse 29. Amen. I got something burning in my heart today. I want to preach to this body. The book of St. John. Shout out yes when you get there. If you don't have your Bibles, the text is provided for you up on the screen behind me. The word of the Lord says, the next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him. And he saith, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I have said, after me cometh a man, which is preferred before me. For he was before me. Now, John was speaking prophetically there because we know that John was born six months before Jesus said Jesus was, but John said he was before me. He was before me. Amen. And, and he went on to say, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, Am I come baptizing with water? 
And John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him, and I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, the same is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not in the Bible. I'll say it again one more time, especially for our viewers. Don't tell me that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not in the Bible. Because John said, He that cometh after me, which was before me, I simply baptize with water. But when he comes, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. Then he went on to say, This is he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And then the last verse says, And I saw, and I bear record, that this is the Son of God. John said, I saw with my very own eyes, and I bear record, that this is the Son of God. Right here is where I want to preach for just a moment. I cannot get this out of my spirit today. John said, I I bear record, I saw that this is the Son of God. In layman's terms, John was saying, I certify this Lamb. (laughs) I feel the Holy Ghost today. He said, I certify this Lamb. I want to preach to this body for just a few moments today. The certification of of the Lamb. Would you lay your Bibles down in your seats and let's give him a most high praise all over this house today. Come on, he's the one that woke you up this morning. He's the one that keeps the blessings flowing in your direction. He's the one that keeps health in your body, food on your table, clothes on your back, a bed to sleep in at night. God is so good. John said, I certify this lamb. This is the lamb of God today. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you today. If you're going to help me preach, you may be seated. If you're not, just stand up till I'm done. Just stay standing there. If you're going to keep your mouth shut and not clap your hands and not say hallelujah, just stand up right now. It's like high school. Uh, when, you, when you don't listen to the teacher to make you stand up. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord today. I feel an unction from the Holy Ghost. I want to speak to this body today on the certification of the Lamb. In the Old Testament, uh, there was what was called the, the Kohanim, or the priest of Israel, the descendants of Aaron. In order to be a priest, you had to be of the descendants of Aaron. Amen. And they were the ones who ministered 
uh, in the temple on a regular basis. They were giving charge over the offerings in the temple. They were given charge over the sacrifices that would be made. The same sacrifices by which the people of God, the children of Israel, the body of Christ, would be reconciled to God. How many know we need to be reconciled to God today? We need to be reconciled to God today. These priests were given charge uh, over the sacrifices by which the people would be reconciled to God. Jesus came. I want you to understand today that Jesus came as the final and the ultimate sacrifice. He came as the ultimate sacrifice, and by him, those uh, who received him would be reconciled to God. Jesus came at a time when the temple was still standing. Jesus came at a time when the priesthood of Israel was still in effect. And when the sons of Aaron still had charge over all of the sacrifices. Now you would think that there would be some kind of connection, Brother Paul. Amen. If the Lord Jesus Christ was the ultimate sacrifice. If he was the lamb which was slain. If he was the atonement for our sins. You would think that there would be some kind of connection between the most high sacrifice and the priest of the temple. Amen. You would think that there would be some kind of connection. Amen. As Jesus came during a time when the temple was still standing, you would think there would be a connection between those that were in charge of the sacrifices that the final and the ultimate sacrifice had finally come. Listen, you have a uh, probably most likely read, perhaps many times you have read of one who was given the priestly role to certify and to present this ultimate sacrifice for sin, but many times you may not have even realized of whom you were really reading about. He was born to the house of Aaron. He was a child who was not only a priest, but he was a descendant of Aaron on both his father's side and on his mother's side. He was a pure-blooded priest. He was a priest of priests. He was a, his very birth was ordained of God. He was a pure-blooded priest. In fact, Jesus said of this man, among those that are born of a woman, there is none greater. There is no greater prophet uh, than this man was. His name was John the Baptist. And Jesus went on to say, as great as John was, and there's none greater, there's no greater prophet than John the Baptist. Jesus went on to say, as great as John was, he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John was. My God, does that tell you what the Lord thinks about you today, David? Come on, he that is least in the kingdom of God today is greater than John was. And Jesus said, among all the prophets, there was none greater than John the Baptist. He was a priest of all priests. He was not the ultimate high priest, but he was a priest of all the temple priests. 
And the Lord gave him his props and the Lord gave him his honor. And that tells us today what the Lord thinks of us if the least in the house of God today is greater than John the Baptist was. When we read of John the Baptist, we realize that John's uh, one of the Bible's most mysterious and most beloved characters. Uh, Jesus saw John as great even though he never wrote a single book. Come on, John the Baptist never wrote a single book, but the Lord saw him as great. He had a priestly job, which was to certify the lamb. John's qualifications to certify the lamb were hidden in plain sight. They were hidden uh, right there for us to see in the scriptures. John stood in the gap between the priest of the Old Testament and the priest of the New Testament. He was the only Old Testament priest to see Jesus Christ in the flesh. In fact, he had the high honor of baptizing Jesus in the river of Jordan. When Jesus showed up that day, he gave him the honor that he deserved. He tried to deflect that day. When Jesus come walking out in that water and John was baptizing people under repentance and Jesus walked up to John that day and he said, I want you to baptize me, sir. John looked at him and said, oh, no, 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 I know who you are. I know who you are and I'm not going to baptize you, sir. You need to be the one baptizing me. But the Lord said, it's not so. I come today because I want you to baptize me because I got to start on my earthly ministry. Amen. And that day, John baptized the Lord in the name. Hallelujah. That day, John baptized the Lord in the river of Jordan. And the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove and rest upon him. And John knew that this was the one that the Lord had told him of. Amen. He was, John, listen, oh, to God today that we would realize what John realized. John realized that the whole reason why he was born was right in front of him. He said, no, sir, I got need to be baptized of thee. I, I shouldn't be baptizing you, Lord. You should be baptizing me. You're the whole reason why I was conceived in my mother's womb. I was sent to go before you. I was sent to pave the way for you. I was sent to teach people to be baptized and submerged in water after they had repented of their sins. But you, sir, when you come, now your name's going to be invoked. Now your spirit's going to be in field. Now your spirit's going to be poured out upon people. I got a need to be baptized of thee, but the Lord said not so. And he was baptized of John that day. John realized that Jesus was the whole reason while he was born, oh, to God today that we, we, this church would realize that he's the whole reason why we were born. To worship him, to lift him up, to go before him, declare his goodness, declare his mercy, to give the gospel of Jesus Christ to those that are broken, those that are lost, those that are hurting. The Lord has called you today to go before him and to share this glorious gospel. John realized his whole existence rested upon the fact that he was born to certify the lamb. He was born to certify the lamb today. John was born in a miraculous birth. 
to parents who were what the Bible calls well-stricken in years. That is biblical terms that says they were beyond the age of childbearing. They were too old to have children, but the Lord said, I need somebody to certify the lamb. I need a priest of priests. I need a priest on the mother's side and a priest on the father's side. I need somebody with the boldness to stand in the face of Herod and say, you're wrong, sir. You're living in sin, sir. And you need to repent and you need to be baptized. John came to prepare the way. John was a forerunner for Jesus Christ. John was born in a miraculous birth to parents that were too old to have children. His very birth was ordained by God himself. Multiple prophets prophesied of John's birth. Isaiah prophesied that John would be born 700 years before he was born. He said, the voice of him crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough places shall be plain and the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Church Isaiah prophesied that John was coming. John was a forerunner for Christ Jesus. John was the one that was called to certify the lamb. They needed a priest to certify the lamb. You see, it was the priest's job. It was the priest's job to inspect every lamb that was going to be a sacrifice. It was the priest's job to look it over real good. It was the priest's job to examine it and find it to be spotless, find it to be perfect, find it to be something that was fit to offer unto the Lord for the atonement of the sins of the people. It was the priest's job to certify the lamb. Amen. And John the Baptist's life mission was to declare that Jesus Christ was the pure and the holy Lamb of God. It was John's main mission in life to declare that Jesus was the Lamb which was slain. Only the Kohen, only the priest, only the descendants of Aaron, the descendants of the lineage of Aaron was qualified to make that claim. John baptized in water of repentance. He did it to cause the people to take a step in the right direction. The people, the children of Israel were used to washing and they were used to cleansing at every sacrifice. But John came to say, no, it ain't good enough that you wash your hands. You need to wash your whole self. You need to be submerged in water. You need to repent of your sins and you got to be buried with him in weakness and you got to raise with him in power. And there's one that's coming after me. He's going to add a name to this baptism and he's going to invoke his name in your life and he's going to change the way you walk and he's going to change the way you talk and he's going to change the way you act and his spirit the Holy Spirit of God will be your guide John baptized in water the waters of repentance he did it to cause the people to take a step in the right direction John declared that everybody needed to be washed not just the priest how many know it ain't just a preacher got to be sanctified Ah, that ain't popular. 
but I'll preach it anyway. It ain't just a preacher got to be sanctified. No, we got to have some people in the congregation that's willing to get out of sin. We got to have some people in the congregation that's willing to fall down on their knees and be sanctified. We got to have a people that's ready to come out of the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord. It ain't just a preach. It ain't just a priest that's got to be sanctified. But John said, everybody's got to be baptized. Everybody's got to be submerged. If you want your church to be blessed today, don't just count on the preacher. You better add yourself. You better become a carrier of the oil. You better become a carrier of the oil today. And John preached baptism to lead the people of God in the right direction. And John declared that everybody needed to be washed, not just the priest. Everybody needed to be submerged, not just the priest. And he taught the children of Israel to be baptized in preparation for the invoking of the name of Jesus Christ. Am I still in a church today that believes in the invoking of the name of Jesus Christ? Am I still in a church today that believes you got to come out from amongst them and be you separate? saith the Lord. Am I still in a church that believes backbiting is wrong? Am I still in a church that believes sinning is wrong? Is am I still in a church that believes dr- you, you got to come out from that addiction and from that lying and from that depression and from all those things and you got to come out from amongst them and be ye separate saith the Lord. The whole body needs to be washed. The whole body needs to be cleansed. Amen. The whole, and this is what John came preaching. He come teaching the people of God. Look, you've just been counting on the priest to wash himself, but you need to wash yourself. You need to wash yourself. Because there's one coming after me. If you ain't been washed, he ain't going to invoke his spirit in you. He's not going to pour out his spirit upon you. you got to repent. you got to be baptized. But he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And he's going to complete the baptism in Jesus' name. Ah. Come on, John understood that we had to come out from sin. We had to change our ways. We needed to be baptized. We needed to be washed. And he took a step in the right direction. Not just the priest needed to be baptized, but the whole body needed to be baptized. John died a martyr. John was killed by Herod for telling him that it was unlawful for him to take his brother's wife. Can I tell you, people will dislike you for telling them they shouldn't be sinning. Can I tell you, it won't be popular. It ain't going to win you no popularity contest telling people when they're wrong. Telling people that that's sin and that'll send you straight to hell. That ain't going to win you no popularity contest. And when he stood before that patriarch that day and he said, listen here, O king, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is unlawful. What you're doing is going to send you to hell. You need to repent. You need to ask God to forgive you. And you need to be baptized. And you need to ask for forgiveness. John took a step in the right direction. He come preparing the way for the invoking of the name of Jesus Christ. John was killed by Herod for telling him it was unlawful for him to take his brother's wife. John understood that the people of God are going to have to be the people of God. They cannot condone sin. They cannot condone sin. Listen, you may not like me for telling you, but sin's going to get you to hell. 
You may not like it for me telling you, but sin's going to take you someplace you don't want to be. Come on, being unfaithful to God is going to get you somewhere you don't want to be. Sin will send you to hell. John was killed by Herod for speaking these things. Listen, John died rebuking sin. Jesus died for forgiving sin. (laughs) Come on, think about that for a second. Before Jesus could die for forgiving sin, Sister Melissa, John had to die for rebuking sin. So John came to let the people know you got to be washed. You got to repent. You got to come out from that old man that you were. You got to turn around. You got to walk away from some stuff. And he was killed for preaching against sin. John was martyred. John was killed by Herod when he told him what he was doing was unlawful. He was killed for for rebuking sin, and Jesus died for forgiving sin. Can I tell you today, they didn't crucify Jesus, Brother Timmy, for his good works. Now, they didn't mind the fact that he was laying his hands on the sick and they were recovering. They didn't mind the fact that he was raising people from the dead. No, what they minded was when he said, Go thy way, thy sins be forgiven thee. Come on, they come on, they said, No, no, sir, you're not you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to forgive people of their sins. Only God can forgive people of their sins. And Jesus said, You're exactly right. They said, You know what? You're worthy, you're gonna die because you're a blasphemer. And you know what? Jesus said, You're right, I am gonna die, but it ain't because I'm a blasphemer. I'm gonna die because I'm the lamb which was slain from the foundation of the world. I'm the one, I'm the one that John was talking about. I'm the one that came to give my life that you might have life and have it more abundantly Uh, you ain't going to kill me because I'm a blasphemer you ain't going to push your agenda you're just going to fulfill my agenda I came to give my life you don't have the power to take my life I came to give my life. I'm laying down my life. I'm the lamb. I'm the way. I'm the door to the sheepfold. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost today. But the lamb had to be certified. There had to be a priest. There had to be a priest among the people to say, this is genuinely him. This is the one that I was telling you about. This is the one that I said was going to come. There had to be a priest. There had to be somebody to certify the lamb. And Jesus said, you are going to kill me. But you ain't going to kill me because I'm a blasphemer. You're going to kill me because that's what I came to do. I'm the lamb. I'm the lamb. I'm the one that John was preaching about. I'm the one that he said was going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm the one which was slain from the foundation of the world. Come on. John was killed for rebuking sin. Jesus was killed for forgiving sin. They didn't crucify him because of his good works. They crucified him because they only viewed him as a man. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. They only viewed him as a man. But they said, you being a man has made yourself equal with God. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus said, that's right. Only God can forgive sins. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
You're right. Only God can forgive sin. So go on ahead. Get the cross ready. Get the cross ready. It's what I came to do. You're not pushing your agenda on me. You're not changing this uh, scenario. I'm the lamb. I'm supposed to be crucified. You're not taking my life. I'm giving my life because I'm the lamb. I'm the one that John declared was the one. I'm the lamb. I'm the lamb. He said, that's right. I got to die. I was born to die. I came to die. Not because you're taking my life, but because I'm laying it down. So it was John, church, who presented the lamb. It was John who presented the Messiah. It was John who presented the final sacrifice to Israel. It was the Kohanim. It was the priest, the descendants of Aaron, who identified the sacrifice and certified the sacrifice that it was acceptable that it was perfect, that it was spotless, that it was worthy to be offered up for the atonement of the sins of the people. Can I tell you, there's nobody else's blood that could have washed your sins away. There's been many a men that were close to perfect, many a men that, that the, Lord, the Lord described Job as a perfect and upright man. That means whole. Maybe Job had some flaws. But there's been many a men and none of them were ever close enough to giving their blood to wash your sins away. But Jesus was the lamb which was slain from the foundation of the world. It was the priest's job to qualify, to certify, to make sure that the lamb was acceptable to be offered for the atonement of the sins of the people. It was John who first identified Jesus as the acceptable sacrifice. He was the first to identify Jesus as the sacrificial lamb. It was John who said, Behold, behold the lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Behold the lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. You see, God God made sure that he had a priest of Aaron to certify the lamb. You know what I came to tell this body today? That means your sins are completely and certifiably taken away forever by the lamb that John certified. (laughs) Cast as far as the east is to the west, never to be remembered again. Your sins are washed away by the blood of the lamb. And you don't have to worry about what you used to be. You only got to worry about what you're going to be in Christ Jesus today. Hallelujah. Come on, your sins are completely, certifiably taken away, washed away by the blood of the Lamb. They were priestly certified by John the Baptist. Church, the Lord has been tried and found to be true. He has been tried and found to be spotless. He has been tried and found without blemish. He is the lamb which was slain from the foundation of the world. No enemy has ever triumphed over him. He has no rival. He has no equal. Come on. Come on, somebody. There's none before him. There's none beside him. There'll be none after him. He is the lamb that gave his life for your sins today. Hallelujah. None before him. None after him. 
And through the sinless life of Jesus Christ, he accumulated righteousness to impart into his church. It ain't your righteousness. It's his. It ain't your holiness. It's his. He suffered. He walked among men. He, he gave everything he had. He accumulated all these victories so he could impart them into his church. The victory belongs to him today. The victory belongs to him today. It's not our holiness. It's his holiness. Who can ascend to the hill of the most high but he that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Come on, if we get in him, he's the one with clean hands and a pure heart. Not us. It's not our holiness. It's not our righteousness. It's not our cleanliness. We can only find that in Christ Jesus. It's not our will. It's his will. Church, the priest has spoken. The lamb has been slain. I'm not talking about the blood of sheep or goats or turtle doves. I'm talking about the lamb which was slain from the foundation of the world. John said, now behold the lamb, the precious lamb of God. Every one of your sins have been washed away by the blood of the lamb today. It's time. It's high time that the church rejoice at the blood of the lamb. We used to be a people that rejoiced at the mention of the blood. My Lord, yesterday we was at a funeral and this woman got up with those pipes and just started singing about the blood and everybody stood on their feet and began to worship God because there's just something about the blood. It washes away all your tears. It washes away all your pain. It washes away all of your anxiety. It washes away all of your past because of the lamb today, the blood of the lamb. Church, the blood will never lose its power. The blood will never lose its power to redeem. The Lord, the blood will never lose its power to set free. The blood will never lose its power. It doesn't atone for a day. It doesn't atone for a year. It atones forever. When he washes away your sins, they're gone, never to be remembered again. And who the Son has set free, the Bible says he's free indeed. You know what that word indeed means? It comes from a word meaning truly unequivocally, without question, your sins are gone. If he set you free, you're free indeed. You're free indeed today. Unequivocally, without question, you're free by the blood of the Lamb today. Oh, no wonder we sing songs like I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Filled with the Holy Ghost I am. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. Stand with me as the musicians come quickly. It was John who was called, who was given the priestly duty to certify the Lamb. There had to be a man to stand in the gap. There had to be a man of the lineage both sides of his family to say this is the one. This is he of whom I spoke. This is he of whom I foretold. This is the lamb. Behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. He taketh away the sins of the world. Church, the blood of Jesus cleanses us 
of all sin and all unrighteousness. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how dark your past is, how much you've messed up. The blood of Jesus is able to wash and cleanse all sin and all unrighteousness. In the Old Testament law, a sacrificial lamb had to have no blemish. There could be no spots. There could be no blemish. It had to be a model lamb. It had to be a perfect lamb. It had to be a spotless lamb. It had to be perfect in order to symbolically atone the sins of the people. Listen, the Lord sent the ram to Abraham on Mount Moriah. The Lord sent the lamb to the children of Israel when the death angel was on its way at the Passover. But this lamb didn't come to push your sins back for a day or for a year. No, sir. No, ma'am. He come to wash them away forever, never to be remembered again. Never to be remembered again. But it was the priestly duty to certify the lamb. John was called. John was the forerunner for Jesus Christ. That sacrificial lamb in the Old Testament had to have no blemish. In the same way, Jesus was without blemish. He was without sin. He was the only perfect and spotless Lamb of God. He was the only one worthy to die for our sins. He lived a perfect life. and Therefore, He served as the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Isaiah said it like this. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet He opened not His mouth. Yet he opened not his mouth, but like a lamb that was led to the slaughter. Like a sheep was before his shearers, is silent. So the Lord held his peace.